0: Welcome to The Casual Temple Podcast and you're listening to episode number 15 and I'm your host Merrilee Duffy. Here at The Casual Temple, we explore our profound connection to the world of spirit which empowers us to know our true selves. If you enjoy our mystical and magical content, please remember to subscribe on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Today we are joined by Shannon Torrance, where we explore her encounters with a blue orb in her teenage bedroom and more recently with a purple angelic blob in her adult bedroom. We learn how Shannon perceives spirit as a medium and exploring the essences of trust and spirit communication. We also discuss the difference between being a psychic and being a medium. Tune in for her insightful words of wisdom about the powerful force of love. Welcome to The Casual Temple. This week, my guest is Shannon Torrance. Shannon is a talented voice actor, intuitive empath medium, and host of the amazing podcast Magic is Real. Magic is Real is a podcast with a focus on spiritual spiritually transformative experience stories from near death experiencers, mediums and healers. Shannon is also launching a new podcast called Still Standing where extraordinary people share their rocky path and how they continue to find a way through it all. Shannon, I'm so honored to have you here on the Casual Temple.
1: Thank you. Marilyn, I'm so happy to be here with you and so honored thank you for asking me to join you. Yeah,
0: thank you. Um, well, we'll just kind of dive in. I know you're a pro at yeah. this, so um we'll just kind of start at the beginning. So, can you start by telling us an early spiritual or paranormal experience that shaped who you
1: are today? That's interesting. <laughs> um yeah, I don't want to say that there was any spiritual experience that shaped exactly who I am today, but what I will say is that when I was 14, or so i was lying in my bed and i turned the light off to go to sleep and this big blue neon orb appeared above my body clear as day and it zipped across the room a couple times it kind of looked at me it was just a little didn't have a face but it had a personality mm. and it looked at me curiously and then i got freaked out and screamed and it just shot straight up in the air and disappeared i don't know that i gave it much thought until much later mm. when I worked in casting and I was assigned the job of casting a, a paranormal show and I had to call some mediums and I didn't know I was a medium. And I just started asking them, hey, what's the deal with this little blue thing? And some of them said they were spirit orbs. Mm. I now understand that it was an interdimensional being from another dimension. I don't want to even want to say planet. Uh, mm. I because it wasn't like um, an apparition it was like solid form Um, and so I think I was interested in a lot of that stuff I used to watch a lot of medium shows and that sort of thing but it wasn't like one big thing that was like, here's my spiritual awakening. Um, And we can talk more about my story, but I'll let you kind of lead because I don't want to just start babbling um, about, about kind of what led me into mediumship. But that's sort of, if you want to talk about paranormal Mm -hmm. experiences or memorable, I just saw through the veil or something came and visited me from another dimension that was Mm -hmm. actually the only one I even remember.
0: Yeah. So how would you say that that particular experience, because it was pretty dramatic, right? You had this entity, like, how did that affect how you saw the world? Did you just kind of ignore it? or I ignored
1: it. I just got scared and screamed. And I, my mom came running in and she's like, what's wrong? And I, she said, your eyes are just playing tricks on you. So I just Mm. dismissed it. I, I, my mom is actually pretty spiritual and believes in things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think, she just assumed that I was dreaming or something. I just know that I was wide awake when it happened. Right. And so I didn't give it another thought. I just went on with my high school life. I had other yeah. things to think about, like boys. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> it was not things. even thinking spirituality at all. In fact, no. I would probably say I was more atheistic, agnostic. Mm. I just didn't know what it was. And we right. didn't have it was the 80s. We didn't have devices. There was no Google Mhm. I just like I was like that was weird and moved on with Yeah. Life. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, so how so from there, so what has your I mean, you've had an extraordinary path, but what would you say are sort of the highlights to where you are today of uh, your spiritual path?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. So I will start with just before the pandemic. I'm a voice actor. And I developed a vocal disorder, which is a long, boring story. But long, long and the short of it is, I could not speak normally and I couldn't work anymore. And then the pandemic hit. So I was in a deep depression. I was in grief. I had just started to do really well in voiceover after years of financial struggle. And finally, I hit it big and then I lost my voice. So I was in deep despair, and my vocal co my voice coach told me the way to get your voice back, it's not going to be what you think. You have to calm your nervous system down because I have had a muscle tension disorder. Mm -hmm. And so she said, this is really a neurological issue and you're going to have to really sink into yoga, meditation. She said, I want you to read The Power of Now. And I'm sitting here like not discounting what she's saying, just frustrated because I'm like, I have no money. I can't just and then it was the pandemic, so I couldn't even like be a nanny anymore or mm-hmm. drive for Uber, any of the things that I would normally do. So I started to read these spiritual books, The Power of Now, as she suggested, and watching a lot of near-death experience videos just because I liked to, and then read some books by famous mediums, such as Suzanne Giesman, The Long Island Medium, John Holland, and what I discovered was all of them said we're all mediums we can all learn to do this i always thought that mediums had to just be born that way and you either were or you weren't and you're lucky if you get to if you can do that so something i don't something clicked and i just felt like i'm going to learn how to do this so i began to take classes both online and actually in the beginning it was in person before everything shut down and i uh, took a workshop with medium Fleur, who's a most one of the most talented mediums there is. And first class, she walked us through a meditation. Then she paired us off, had us go around the room, and we did little exercises. And I found that I was able to tell people things about them, including what was in their house.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, I was able to tell them things about their loved ones. I was able to tell what they did for a living. And so was everybody. It wasn't just me. And I left there so excited because... I th- I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And I was able to just do that. So it piqued my interest and I began studying intensively. Mediumship, giving practice readings, uh, yoga, meditation. And every day, just I th- I sunk all my resources into studying with famous mediums and things like that until soon I realized I was doing it. I was communicating with the other side or we're always communicating with the other side, but I was actually able to understand what they were saying. I was able to receive symbols and signs. And it just felt so exciting to me that there is this other realm, despite your struggles. And I was in so much grief. My relationship was struggling My um, with my partner, and he was frustrated with the whole thing. And we were just really there's a lot of tension and there was a lot of struggle and I just really didn't want to be here anymore. And I just thought, this is too hard. Like, I, I don't want to be here. And then I found this and I started, as soon as I could talk again, I started my podcast, Magic is Real, where I interviewed near-death experiencers and people like you. You're going to be on my podcast tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, spiritual people. And we talk about afterlife topics. And so I felt like, I understood after a couple of years why this had happened to me, because I kept Mm. saying, I don't understand. I worked for 15 years to get here, and I finally got here, and now you just took it away from me. Why? This isn't fair. This is not fair at all. Why are you doing this to me? And what I learned was the reason it all happened was because I was meant... My my, I can still act, and I'm a good actor, but that's not my purpose here on Earth. And my purpose is as is yours is to be loved to to show love to other people to connect with other people to learn to grow but all of us sort of have these different unique talents and so yeah I'm a good actor but is that really why I was put here on earth I I think not I think now that I've healed now that I'm doing my spiritual work my voice has come back and so my work is not even to be a medium I love being a medium and it's an honor to be able to be of service to people who have lost loved ones to show them that there's hope and that we can still communicate and that these people that we think are gone are not really gone. But it's also to do the podcast to be a voice to share the information that my guests have experienced and learned from having left their bodies and gone to the other side, which is that we're here To remember who we are also and to love one another and to kind of get back on track because there's so many things happening in this world that are so terrible and there's so Mm. much division. There's a lot of um, violence and hatred and fear and indoctrination of little children saying your mission on this earth is to kill other people that we think are bad. And so these children are now in the world with this false idea of why we're here and their true selves have been abandoned because they don't know. They've they've left their purpose. And so even though I can't personally change the world, there is that beautiful saying about just be the change that you want to see, which is it does make a difference. Like us being in the light, it may not immediately save a life, mm-hmm. but it's a ripple effect that spreads. So if I show a kindness to you and then you feel loved, and safe, then you go show a kindness and make someone else feel heard, seen, and loved. And it it is a ripple effect. And there are more and more people being less jaded and hopefully remembering that we are here. We are souls living and having a human experience. And so there is a greater purpose. And that is simply to be love. It's not that complicated, but sometimes we do complicate it. So that's how I ended up where I am today which is again being able to give readings to people and to sit with them sometimes they're not in grief immediately but even to Mm -hmm. just work through some life stuff like let's just talk about you for a while and my readings too don't go a lot of them are like okay 30 minute reading or an hour mine just I always tell my clients they go until we're done Mm -hmm. sometimes It'll be two hours, and we just kind of get done what need what they need today to heal, and I don't do any magic. I just listen, and we talk, and I ask Spirit for guidance for them, and I ask Spirit to show themselves in the way that my clients need the most. Like, What do they need to hear today? Is it a message from you? Do they, we need to talk about what's going on in their life? If they're not currently in this deep despair, maybe they just need to be heard, or maybe we just need to talk about some things that are happening or maybe we just need to talk about their loved one because they haven't felt comfortable sort of speaking about their loved ones to people around them Mm. in because they feel like it's a burden and i am here to say i'm here for it talk to me about that person and i feel like i get to meet that person and then we end up with this very strong bond And almost all of my clients become really good friends because there's, it's a, it's a really amazing experience to be able to, I just met your, the person that everyone else thinks is dead, but Mm. we sat with that person and that person showed me that they're still here and we all kind of hung out together for that time. And so it's just the most amazing and rewarding job. And I know you're a, Mm -hmm. I guess, I don't want if if you call yourself a light worker or whatever, but Mm -hmm. you're of service to people in that way too. So I think- Mm -hmm you understand that feeling of, of just being fulfilled in mm-hmm. that way.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely a lot of it is just, you know, sitting with somebody and I, you know, I, well, you described it so beautifully and it is a lot of like, my perspective is like, I'm seeing somebody as like a spirit and a soul, you know, I'm yeah. kind of, you know, they're a person, but like we're here as two souls and we're talking to others or I don't, I'm not a medium necessarily, but um more of a, a psychic intuitive. Are, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, it is just sort of like souls talking and being with one another,
1: which we don't get to do a lot of, you know, (laughs) in our our human lives, which is really weird. I want to ask you, I want to mention that and ask you something too, because a lot of people don't understand that there's a difference between a psychic and a medium. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'll have people come to me and I've said to them, I have to tell you, I'm a little concerned because I'm not feeling spirit with me. Mm -hmm. I don't, and I'm, uh, and I'll say, so I don't know what's going to happen. And they'll say, Oh, I didn't want a mediumship reading. I wanted a psychic reading. And mm-hmm. I'll say, well, and I don't, that's not what I claim to do, but I've mm-hmm. done it and it's worked out because what I do is, so psychic work is reading the energy of the person mm-hmm. and you might be able to see their life path or you might be able to see things coming up for them and it's blending with their energy. Right. Mediumship is talking to dead people essentially. Um, <laughs> I'm, and yet. I've heard it said that all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Mm, mm-hmm. And yet I, I'm i going to ask you this. So when I do a psychic reading because someone comes to me and they're suddenly like, oh, I didn't know there was a difference. Mm. I say, OK, well, I'm still going to do the reading. We're still going right. to do it. I, I mean, I don't even bother explaining to them that that's not really what I do. Yeah. Uh, I just see what happens. And then if if the reading doesn't go well, which happens hardly ever. If if I can't do something for them, I'm not going to charge them. You know, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. not going to still charge them. But I'll say, let's just kind of float with this and see where it goes. Well, what I do is I ask spirit to tell me the information. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing a psychic reading for you, I'm not, I mean, I might be, I don't know. I'm not reading into your energy. I'm saying spirit, tell me what they need to know about their life path. So it Mm -hmm. could be spirit guides. Now, I don't personally claim to know who your spirit guides are because I don't have a way of validating that. And I don't see them clearly enough to know. But I'll say whoever it is, if it's dad on the other side, if it's a spirit guide, just tell me what they need to know. And my Mm -hmm. clients have said, that was amazing. You got everything. It all resonated. And I'm like, I am not taking credit for this at all because I don't claim to be a psychic. Mm -hmm. However, it's an intuitive reading, right? So yeah. What do you think, I'm just curious to know, about the way that you work mm-hmm. as a psychic intuitive D, are you getting it from the other realms? Are you getting it from them, a little bit of both? Hmm. I feel now that, again, you're so great at articulating. I
0: feel like now that it's a little bit of both. I I don't, personally, I don't say I'm a medium only because there's an expectation of what it, right, because exactly <laughs> there's like this expectation of what a medium is. Um, But what I do see is, like, I do tend to see their guides, like they'll come in. And most of the time, it's like, they're like, hey, we've been trying to reach this person. Here's, you know, we want to work with them. And they just tell me, like, this is how they can, like, open that channel, right? Whether it's, you know, automatic writing, whether it's like meditation, like, they'll tell me that, right? Like, that's basically how they've been approaching me with the people I've been working with. Um, but yeah, I yeah. don't get like, this is your granddad. This is your, you know, I do tend to get
1: their pets though. That, that, so which is a I. weird. Isn't that weird? Pets communicate <laughs> easily, weirdly yeah. enough. I don't yeah. know why that is. I think they just kind of bound in with their- Their beautiful- Yeah, they're just, they're <laughs> all love. And so they yeah. just are pretty. And then also I was going to ask you about that because I yeah. think it's good for the listeners to hear mm-hmm. from you too, along these lines, which is- you said that you kind of see their spirit guides mm-hmm. and how do you see, perceive them? I say oh. I just got chills, but um, <laughs> how do you perceive them? Oh man, this is, yeah, I'm going to have to flip that question back to you as
0: well. But um, yeah, I, okay. So a lot of times I see lights, right? I see little pinpoints of lights. Like if I close my eyes, I can like kind of see them kind of entering my sight. I don't know if that yeah. makes any sense. Um, And sometimes it's a feeling. Right. It's like, oh, I kind of feel this like pressure of like a presence.
1: Mm-hmm. Most
0: of the time, if I close my eyes and I'm focusing on something, I'll see these lights coming in and they're all different colors. And I think they're they mean something. Right. Yeah. I sort of categorize the colors <laughs> because they I seem can... to mean things.
1: Wait, I yeah. want to know this because I've been yeah. <laughs> at now when I call I've been this has been happening recently where mm. I'm in meditation and I'll be like, whatever you want me to know. And I start seeing purple. Mm-hmm. lights but they're not pinpoints they're like blobs yeah. of light yep. mm-hmm. is that what it is because i'm like i think i'm connecting with angels but i'm not sure because it's new to me
0: oh i think you know personally i've also sort of seen the that blobby purple light and when yeah. i asked i was like what is what is this and i got uh, oh gosh uh, saint germain it was like saint germain i've energy. heard this
1: oh yeah. you're right that, i've heard that too yeah so i and the God, I'm not interviewing you, but I have so many questions <laughs> yeah, to, tomorrow. Yeah, I'll ask yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, and I don't know, maybe your viewers too, and your listeners. What? Who is Saint Germain? You know, I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> but I but heard like he, it's an entity of some kind yeah. that I need to look more into. So I just wondered if you knew. Um, well, I looked it up, like historic. You know, with the his- yeah.
0: there's like a historical figure of Saint Germain. What I can gather, it seems a little fuzzy, to me, be honest, yeah. when I looked into it. It seems like he was most likely an ascended master, yeah. long-lived, that was an incarnation that was recent, so that's why it sticks as, like, this person that was called something Germaine, but they now call him Saint Germain. Yeah. Um, but he operates within that, uh, the purple light energy, which, you know, as you know, is, like, very high um, upper yeah. ch- chakra energy. So. Yeah, I've been trying to work with, I've been like inviting that energy, right? Because I saw it and I was like, you know, so like, what is it? How do we work together? And from what I can feel and gather, it is sort of like a, like a raising the vibration sort of.
1: Yeah. I just started noticing it and it's like a weird, yeah, (laughs) it's just like like, this weird thing where I was actually like in bed lying next to my boyfriend one night and I look over Mm. and I'm like, I'm like, he goes, what's, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm see, I think there are angels here. <laughs> it's Like I'm seeing big blobs of like, yeah, purple in your room. And I, d- it was the first time I'd seen them with my eyes open, and they were floating all around. He goes, "What is it?" And he's more of an agnostic, but he's like, "Oh sure." <laughs> what? He goes, what does it mean? I'm like, it means you're protected. I just know that. I know that they're here because, because he's going, you know, he's had some family losses and stuff. And I was oh, like, yeah, they're, they're just here to. They're just here to say, we're protecting you. We're here. That's all. That's all I got from it. I wasn't yeah. sure, but it's, I'm so excited about it. These new friends sound <laughs> exactly. like a crazy person, but, <laughs> I <know. laughs> um, but when you said yeah. to how do I perceive mm. different mm-hmm. ways too, because yeah. like my biggest physical sign that someone's there is I get what I call spirit tingles, where it feels like mm. that head massager that you used yeah. to get it like the the one that like goes like this, like a spider on the top of your head. (laughs) It feels like someone's doing that to me, but it often ends up, it's often on my right side only. And I don't know why, Hmm. maybe it has to do with my brain wiring and they're like my neurons and energy interacting. And there's like a shot. I feel it right now. There's this like tingles that go all the way down my arm, all the way down my right side and then down the side of my leg. And that's how I know someone's there. Or if I'm reading somebody doesn't happen every time. I like when it does, because if I say, okay, they want me to talk about a red stocking for Christmas or something. And then I get the feeling they're like, it's them saying, yes, yes, keep going. Like you're on the Mm. right. It's sort of like, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. Um, Or if I have a message and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I always tell my clients, I'm not perfect. I'm a human. So I'm not always sure if I'm right. So I kind of go, I think what I'm getting is I think that they're trying to say this and suddenly I get that rush. Mm. tingles. I'm like, okay, they're telling me that I'm right. But I also don't see with my naked eye. I don't see spirits standing next to you or I don't see apparitions. I just sort of know, like, they're mm. clear cognizant, clear, clear cognizance, which is clear knowing that I'm like, your grandma's here. Like, I just know that she's here and I don't, I don't see her. I just... Know that there's a grandma here and I can't even explain it. And then clairvoyance is very strong with me where I see, but I see in my mind's eye. So if I were to say, imagine an apple right now. If you have sight and you've seen an apple before, you know you're, you will see it in your mind's eye. Mm -hmm. Well, where is that? Like I can see it, but I'm not seeing it with my eyes. Picture that. That's how I see. So I might, when I say I'm seeing, yeah. It's almost like I'm seeing that apple. So I'll say I'm seeing it's like a dream. It's like some mm-hmm. it's like a memory of something that happened to me that I'm remembering. Like, okay, they're showing me this like turnip truck. So is there something about I'm um, I'm fresh off the turnip truck? Like and it's like I don't really see it. And then I also hear names is one of my strongest because I'm very mm. good at names in person. Now some of my clients will be like, no, she didn't get any names right. Because I'll tell them, look, I'm just going to say all the names that come into my head because I don't want to miss them. Sometimes I'll get 10 names and they're all right. Because before my readings, I'll say, please give me your name so that I know, because that's my validation that I have the right person. So it would be great if you can, I always say, shout your name at me telepathically as loud as you can. I might need your help, (laughs) but just tell me really loudly what your name is. And that seems to be very helpful. So when I hear, I don't actually hear. It just sounds like my own thought. And so I don't hear a disembodied voice. Right. I'll just hear like Joan, you yeah. know, but I, it's like, <laughs> or I'll be like, is there someone named like Reggie? And, yeah. you know, or something. And it's, it's just like this quick, as if I already had met that person and I already, mm. I'd met them once before. And it's like, I already know his name. It comes to me like a memory. Yeah. Somebody that I knew. So it's all very subtle. And I think my misunderstanding before mm. was that. When a medium would say, your grandmother's standing right bes- beside you. She's kissing you on the forehead. I don't. Some some mediums do. Right. Can see apparitions or shadows. I don't. I just have a feeling of like there's this grandmother that's standing next to you and she's kissing you on the ice. In my mind's eye, I see her kissing you and calling you butterfly or whatever it is. Like, And they'll say, yes, because that was my nickname. I can just almost like imagine her. Mm. It's it's like an imagining of somebody to the point where it will feel like you're making it up sometimes. Like, did I invent this person or are they a real Mm -hmm. person? And only when the person says, yes, that's my grandmother you just described, then I'm like, okay, I didn't make that up. And that's the key is that's why we meditate as mediums Mm -hmm. because we have to get to know our own energy and what that feels like so that when another energy comes into the space, We can recognize the difference between this is me. And when I say me, I don't mean Shannon. Right. This is what my soul's vibration feels like. And it's subtle. Mm -hmm. It's subtle. Only sometimes does a spirit come in with such force that I'm like, okay, that was not me. (laughs) Like at all. (laughs) I was out the other night at a bar and I live in Prescott, Arizona. And I was out and I just was talking to a friend and then I just said, hold on somebody named Rachel just wants to make herself known and I said do you I just met this guy recently so I don't know anything about him I said Mm -hmm. do you know someone named Rachel on the other side and he's like yeah and I'm like she's a young girl and she showed me bicycles he's like that's my friend Rachel she was a cyclist and he's like she haunts this whole town he goes everyone says they see her because she died when she was 18 and um, I said well she's not haunting it but (laughs) she died at 18 but he's like People have said they see her in Sedona, Flagstaff. And I said, that, and so the, the rumor is that she haunts these places. Well, I'm mm-hmm. new to town, so I didn't know of her. And I'm like, this girl, Rachel's like, I'm here, I'm here. And I said, she doesn't haunt. She's not a ghost. But she's, which is like an imprint of energy. She mm-hmm. is, she passed of leukemia when she was 18. She just, I keep getting chills because I've invited her to, to be in my space, mm-hmm. Um I just talked to her earlier because I want to know more. And I said, no, what it is, is she's around the people that she used to know because she just she died young and she was a lover of life. And she just she didn't even have a message for him. She just wanted to be like, I'm here hanging out still. She likes to go to the bar. She likes to hang out um, and be around people because she didn't get to do that. Right. As long as she would have preferred She's very much at peace. She's not haunting anything. She's not in a bad place. She just is on the other side, but she's also loves to be around this energy because this is the town she grew up in and loves. So it was this beautiful thing where I'd never met her before. I'd never mm-hmm. heard of her, but she just made herself known because I heard Rachel, like so loud that I was like, that is a spirit for sure. And then I felt tingles. I'm yeah. like, she's here. But sometimes they don't have anything to say. Sometimes they just want to be like, hi. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I was kind of looking for a message, but there wasn't one. Yeah. And I
0: don't know if you've experienced this too, as in reading, sometimes that's, that's really all they do
1: is just, they kind of just show up. (laughs) That makes me feel better because sometimes I'm like, grandma's here and she passed this way. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. I don't know. Like, I think you're, it's usually when the person's pretty healed Mm. and they're fine and they don't really carry any burdens or regrets. I'm like, she just wants to say that she's here and let you know she's she's here. I don't have this big, where's the key <laughs> hidden, look under the chest that I buried <laughs> in the backyard or it's okay that you weren't there when she died. Like sometimes that's a message and then sometimes there's no message. It's just like, hi, I love you. I'm here. And yeah. I just am like, she's identified herself and that's about all I got. <laughs> so it's nice to know that isn't just me because sometimes I'm like, really? you're just going to pop in and not say anything more. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) But they know what you need to hear better than I do. So my ego wants it to be a big mic drop. My ego wants them to tell me something. And it's not because I want people to be like, Shannon is the best medium. It's because I want to know that what I'm doing is Um, that I'm on track, that I'm doing Mm -hmm. my job correctly, that I'm interpreting for spirit correctly, because I don't work for my client. I work for the spirit world. Um, The only reason I charge clients is because I have to, because it's my expertise and my investment of, of time and energy. But really, as mediums, it's our job to work for the spirit world because they're the ones that, yes, I care about my client very much, I 'm very invested in my client, but that is I have to get out of that wanting to please them because that's then i 'm not doing my job. My job is spirit wants to get a message to them, and I need to do that job to the best of my ability, so it 's not about me, and right. sometimes i don't get the validations that I want, and I think that wasn't a good reading and Then my client writes me and says that it made me feel so much better, and I feel mm. so healed and and i'm going that wasn't that good that wasn't one of my better ones. <laughs> But spirit knows that they heard what they needed to hear, or I'll feel like, why didn't they give me more evidence? Because I feel like I need to convince this person. And they're like, I already knew as soon as you said her name that that's all I needed. I believe you. I trust you. And I'm like, why do I feel like I have to do jump through 10 hoops when I was already there? (laughs) The client already was with me. It's we have to let go of our own people pleasing, our own ego Mm. to do this work, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, again, very well articulated. It's something that I've been um, describing to other folks. It's like you, your ego, right? Has to step
1: aside. And sometimes you might look a fool. Right? <laughs> You're just, like, That's I'm, the biggest, don't yeah. you? I mean, there are times yeah. like what I don't think people realize is like right mm-hmm. before reading, we get nervous. Yeah. I get nervous that what if nothing happens? What if yeah. I suck? What if I don't, <laughs> what if I'm in a weird headspace and it doesn't work? And Mm -hmm. I can tell you, I've only ever not been able to read like a handful of people. And it's because, and then later I always ask, okay, show me why, why couldn't I read them? Because the soul wasn't ready to communicate. Mm. The person wasn't ready to hear it. Sometimes the person is closed down, not in a way that's like, they're, they they don't know that they are because everyone that comes to me is word of mouth. So I've never had someone go, I'm a skeptic, prove me wrong. It's always that it's like, for whatever reason, they don't know a lot about their loved ones. I've had that mm. happen too, where everything I said, they're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, what is happening here? And then they say, well, I don't really know a lot about my family. Or the only person that I've lost is my grandma. And she was 95 and I was right. like 15 at the time. Yeah. And it we weren't even that close. Right. And then I'm like, okay, well, that's why I'm not getting a lot. But I recently had some a friend from high school come to me and that day I was excited because I said all right I said you know I I um I don't know her well we were in different groups in high school she was popular and I was and I was like we didn't know each other she was in the cool (laughs) cool kids crowd right and so I said okay well I think I have your dad but I didn't know that your dad passed and she Mm -hmm. said well I didn't post about it I didn't share on Instagram so I was like okay I'm not glad that your dad died, but I'm glad that that was validated because I felt him all day. And I was like, mm. I don't think she lost her dad because I feel like I would have heard through the grapevine. But right. um, no, she's like, I didn't talk about it. And then once we got there, I couldn't get anything. And she said, well, in life, he was extremely shut down emotionally. Uh-huh. He was not communicative. He was very distant. And I was hoping that he would come through to make amends about it. And I was like, darn it. But then I also remembered that Sometimes spirit tells you something about themselves, mm-hmm. not just for information, because they're acknowledging that that they were that way. So sometimes an absence of information is information in itself. So dad was like, I'm not talking. He wasn't mean or anything. He just was like not comfortable talking to me. And he was like mm-hmm. not giving me anything. I didn't get a name. I didn't get how he passed. I felt like, what is wrong with me? I can't. Why am I not? Do- I mean, it should be a a slam dunk. Like I got him here. I know he's here. And at the, at the end of it, I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to try again with her. I was Mm -hmm. like, we're going to try again in like two months, but, and see if it's any different or if he's just not talking, but it's not that he's not talking because he's trying to punish her. It's not that he's not talking because he wants to make her feel bad. Mm -hmm. I think he's conveying to me. I don't talk. I don't show emotion. I don't share and in saying that he's acknowledging i was this way and in a way that's an apology i didn't tell her he was apologizing because i didn't know that for sure right but i know the way spirit operates and they don't they're not they don't want to make you feel bad they want to they want to help you heal doesn't matter who they were in this life a spirit is a spirit even if in life they were abusive even if they were um in jail because they murdered someone they're typically here To help you heal, and so they usually will say, "Hey, I know I wasn't the most communicative, so maybe that's what he was just trying to say to me, and Mm. I wasn't picking it up." Like I, I'm not comfortable opening up to people. And she's like, "I'm," she's like, "It's fine because I'm at peace." She said, "I'm not really in grief or anything. I'm just was hoping he would mention it." And I'm like, "Well, I think he did. I think he kind of just did." I was hoping that he'd be like, "I love you, my child. I'm so sorry that I was such a you know." A jerk. And I wish I'd been more loving, but I don't want to put words in his mouth yeah, or say something just to make her feel better. If it's not, if I'm not sure that that's what the message is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So hard. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I know because we don't get to choose. I don't yeah. get to pull it out of him if he doesn't feel comfortable. And maybe our energies just aren't in resonance. Mm-hmm. I'm very open and he's very shut down. So maybe there's this energetic feeling of we're just not quite on the same wavelength right we're just different vibrations and sometimes I might say there might be another medium who can do better for you but I've also had it where I couldn't read someone and so I said well let me bring in another medium friend because I can't figure out why I can't read you Mm -hmm. and she had wanted to connect with her husband she wanted to connect with her husband and I got one little thing but that was it And her mom, I said, but your mom wants to talk about like not really being there for you. And she was like, I don't want to talk to her. I don't. She's British and very like, I don't Nope, I don't want to speak with her. I don't I don't need. And I said, well, she feels she needs to apologize. And she's like, no, I'm fine. There's no bad blood. I don't need to talk about it. So I just thought, well, that was a bunk reading. And then I brought Mm -hmm. my other friend in. I was like, can you help me with this? Because I want to see, was this me? First thing he says to her, your mom's here. And he did not know anything about her at all. I just said, I had a really troublesome, like I couldn't get through this. And she's like, well, I don't want to talk to her. And he said, Shannon, she was so hard to read because she wouldn't, she wasn't willing to receive what what was there. She wanted something else. And that made me feel validated that it isn't up to me who comes through. Your husband was stepping aside because he knew you needed the healing Mm. because your mother wasn't the mother that she should have been to you. And she's like, oh, it's fine. We don't need to talk about it. You know how British people can be very reserved and they don't want to share their stuff. But at the end of the day, her husband stepped aside because he knew that first things first, Mm -hmm. but she didn't want to hear it. So there can be that, too, that they can be not unknowingly blocking whatever's coming through. Not that I don't think they mean to do it. It's just that's not what I expected to hear. That's not what I want to hear.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a, a really good articulation of that as well. Because, yeah, <laughs> you're
1: like, I don't yeah. want to hear it from that person. I want
0: to hear it from this person. And it's just like, well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always start every reading by saying spirit will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want or expect to hear. Mm. And they're usually one in the same. Yeah, not always. So right. You have to be open minded because <laughs> you might want to talk to one guy. And then suddenly somebody you knew when you were 12 is going to come through because it's right now what you need to hear. There's something that you need to hear. Maybe right now you're feeling like, like I went to a medium years ago, Susan Schuler, who's mm-hmm. a friend of mine now, and she was great. But the whole reading, nothing resonated. And I was like, oh, no, did I just waste my money? Right. Did I just come all the way. Did I just drive all the way to Santa Monica from the valley <laughs> like for this? And oh, I was my heart was sinking. Well, after the reading, I went and talked to my mom and everything she said was for my mom. My mom was mm. like all of that's correct. You didn't know this was going on. What happened was her my mom's best friend came through to tell my mom, "You are a very good caregiver. You took care of me when I was dying of cancer and don't you ever question that." And I'm like So mom said, "Well, I haven't vocalized it, but my grandmother at the time was dying a slow, painful death." Mm. And My mom was doing everything for her and wanting to be there for her and loved her mom. But her mom, we now realize she just was so um, she was with it. But I think she had like this kind of dementia Mm -hmm. where it's not real dementia, but she was getting very paranoid as she was dying. And so she was accusing us of stuff and being really not herself and being very mean. And she was giving my mom such a hard time. That my mom secretly was bearing this burden alone and didn't talk to anyone about it. And she said, I'm just broken down and I actually think I might need to go to therapy because (laughs) your grandma's just criticizing me, everything I do and talking about how great my brother is, but, you know, not, but just everything I do is wrong and she's feeling hurt. And her friend came through to tell her, you don't, you need this message today I didn't need a reading. I just wanted to go because it was cool. And at the end of the day, all the messages were for my mom because she was going through something that I was not aware of. Right. So sometimes spirit will use you to speak to somebody else. And so you have to be open to that, Mm -hmm. that maybe it's your best friend's mom coming through. Maybe your best friend needs the healing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their mom, Marsha, is coming through to be like, hey, I need her to know this. And you're like, who's this lady? And you're not putting it together that it's like, oh, it's not for me. It's for somebody else. Right. Ugh, yeah. Yes. That, that's a hard one too. I know. And so <laughs> as a medium, it can be tricky. Yeah. But it also is beautiful the way that. Oh, for sure. It works. Like, wow. It's just sometimes I'm a little slow. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm like, all right. It took me a while to figure out what's happening here. And here I am going, oh, I, miss, I suck. I'm not doing this right. And oh, then you wow. realize, oh, no, it wasn't me. I just wasn't, I wasn't being open-minded and letting and trusting.
0: Mm.
1: There you go. Yeah. So it it comes down to a lot of trust.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in what the message is, is just trust that what you're relaying is being said for a reason. It doesn't let you have to let go of perfection. It's in any communication with spirit. It's like, you gotta put the oars down and stop rowing the boat. You're just sitting in the boat let the ripple like let the let the boat the boat rock with the waves and just sit there and be like, let spirit take the oars and that's something that in life we don't do a lot of the time I think a lot of us are trying to have control over everything and so what I've learned is it's like a free fall so every every single reading I'm jumping off a cliff without a parachute and I'm trusting that there's a net down there <laughs> and that's and there always is Even if the net is like, we're not ready to talk right now, but you're okay. It's all right. Mm -hmm. It's like, you just got to trust. Okay, that that didn't work the way I thought it was going to. And it's part of the process. And this isn't the Shannon show. Mm -hmm. This is a healing experience for the person sitting across from me. And I am literally just the conduit. I'm just asking spirit to use me to get to help them. That's all. That's my big. That's my big speech about.
0: Yeah. trust. yeah. Uh so I have like this. It's not a strange. It's kind of a strange question, but I I'm trying for to, a strange <laughs> question. Oh, good. Um, so I'm trying to think, like, project into the future of, like, let's say that going to mediums is sort of a regular thing for people. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that function would be? Um, how would that function would uh be for people as like a- I'm trying to say this kind of like, I'm thinking in terms of like an industry yeah. or like does that make sense like why would people regularly go to oh, yeah mediums
1: yeah, that's, that's a good why. question because yeah. I can think of some answer for, answers for that
0: mm-hmm.
1: well um it, well here's the trick is that for one person to go to a medium regularly, I don't actually advise that oh right, yes, so I'm going to start there. Mm-hmm. because, and I tell my own clients and I have clients that I do allow to come to me because it's helping them. And I don't let them come every week. First of all, I don't want to take it. Well, I don't want to take advantage of their mm. grief. Right. And I want this to be in their best interest. So the concern there is that if you start going to mediums all the time, it can become an addiction. Mm -hmm. it's like I'm in grief and it's never going to feel okay. But sometimes people will use mediums. It's okay if you're getting therapy and grief support, like that's good. And then if you just want to use mediumship as like a a little, like a supplement, I'm all for that. So I do like, if it helps you and it feel good about it, great. But you also have to sort of get in a place of, first of all, focusing on, on grief recovery Mm -hmm. and i think that if someone comes to me all the time because they just want connection with their their loved one it's going to prevent them sometimes from healing because they just are only getting this hit of like i only feel good when i'm talking to through that to that person through you a mediumship reading should be like one good one where the 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 spirit's like hey here's what you need to know i'm here i'm showing you i'm here know that i'm always with you Now let our new relationship begin. And then if you want to come back every six months for a refresh of like, what's happening in your life? Mm -hmm. But my concern is that if you keep going to medium or mediums, you're not, you're sort of depending on me. Right. Instead of your own, the own, your own soul's wisdom to know how to communicate with your loved one and to do your own healing. Yeah. That being said, I think that mediums are awesome for a tool as like a modality a good medium who has ethics, um, because to me, I go to mediums for almost therapy. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I just need a check in of like, what do my loved ones have to say, or what, what's my life path? Am I on the right path? And I haven't done it in a long time, just because I haven't really had. First of all, so many of my friends are mediums that I just right. kind of get stuff from them. But yeah. I think that if you're in a healthy place anyway like you're you're healing in a like healthy way and you've got a lot of support it can be really beneficial because it can really offer you hope and inspiration and just the comfort of knowing that okay your person may not be here in the flesh and that's really hard Mm -hmm. and i will acknowledge that this doesn't mean that it's not going to be excruciatingly painful because you're still grieving the loss of the person in the touch of like their hugs their laughter being able to lean on them for support, um, whatever it is. But there is value in just remembering that, listen, this isn't all there is. And it's not your time to go now. But when your time comes, which seems like forever from where you sit, but in the, from the spirit side, everything happens in the blink of an eye. So Mm -hmm. like, before you know it, you'll be there and this will just all be like a quick dream that you had. And so you're going to be together again in the same form. You're both going to be in the spirit form, but it will all be good because you'll have the most incredible love you've ever felt. It's like we might miss like if our our partner dies, well, you know, sex is an intimacy that is very important in human connection. So you're going to miss that if your partner passes away. But On the other side, it's like, yeah, you'll be together again. You're not going to have bodies, so that's not going to be happening. But the (laughs) connection of souls goes way beyond any kind of like sexual connection, for example. Um, And a lot of my clients will say, well, does my partner miss me on the other side? And I say no, because this is my opinion. I mean, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, no, don't take that the wrong way. They don't miss you because they're not without you. Right. Because they are more part of you now than they ever were. They don't miss you because they don't feel there's no lack there. They're actually more connected with you than they were in this life. So to them, they're part of every single waking moment of your life, which sounds crazy because it doesn't mean they're sitting there next to you, like staring at you all day (laughs) or like watching you shower, watching you sweep the floors. They're doing their stuff on the other side and enjoying the peace and the bliss. Sometimes they're even recreating realities in which they're doing the things they did here. So if they really liked fishing, they're fishing on the other side with like, cause they can create their own reality, but they're kind of like Santa Claus where they can be in all places at once. So their consciousness is aware of every single thing you're doing, but time doesn't exist on the other side. So that sounds mm. really boring to you and me. Like if I had to sit and watch you do things from six as much as I love you, Like if it's six in the morning till you drop at 10, watching another person live their life all day, that sounds incredibly boring, but it's not like that. They're not, they don't feel that sense of hours and hours have gone by. It's just that when I do readings, the one thing they always tell me and show me is they'll identify moments of your day. They'll tell me, um, oh, you know, earlier when you were cleaning the sink and my client's like, I was just cleaning the sink. And I'm like, Well, it's the most banal thing for them to bring up, but they're bringing it up to let me know that they were there, even though they were here. Right. They're everything everywhere. They're every, every, it's everything everywhere all at once. They are able to be with you and with their surviving child or their, they can be with all of you at the same time. So it's not a competition for like who gets, who gets mom's attention Mom is is there with all her kids and everyone she ever loved that is still living and her mom on the other side and her dad on the other side. It's really hard for us to comprehend because we don't have the same paradigm of what time and space is. So it's really amazing to me that the things they show me, I'm like, you want me to say turkey sandwich? And they're like, (laughs) and then the person says, yeah, I literally just made a turkey sandwich. I'm like, they're just like, hey, I was there. I saw you put mustard on your sandwich. And it's like, we're having a mediumship reading and this is what you're bringing through. It's like, okay. I had one where I was like, I just saw you folding laundry. She's like, because literally just before we got on this call, I was just folding laundry. And I'm like, it sounds so boring, but there's a reason. It Mm. has a much more profound meaning than it sounds than you can imagine. That they're there always. Yeah, It's us. It's we who miss them. Mhm. We're stuck in this dense reality where time just goes on and on. <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. Well, when you're in grief, you're not having fun. No. So it seems like a really long, painful, this is never going to end kind of feeling, which is so valid. But I think that to answer your question because I got off track is that there is a real um I think more and more people are opening up to what we do mm-hmm. and I'm meeting much fewer skeptics. Most people I tell explain what I do are like, that's so cool. Wow. Maybe like one or two people are like, and I just drop it. You know, I'm like, (laughs) like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, well, I kind of sometimes I'm like of an actor or whatever. I can kind of tell they're not the type. But then sometimes I'm like, I'll just casually throw it out there and just see if they're my people or not. And I'll be like, and I'm a medium. And then they'll go. So anyway, and then I just kind of drop it or if they... Yeah, move it along or they'll say, uh, oh, wow, tell me more about that. And so I find that more people are really open to it and interested in it. But I think that I don't think there's more of a demand than ever before, but I definitely Mm -hmm. feel like there's more receptivity to it. And also as we've gone through so many awful centuries and times and wars and Holocaust and all of these really awful things. So the things that are happening now seem really awful because at least in my lifetime – and I'm middle aged too, so I've you know, I've had opportunities. The two things that stand out as like the worst of the worst were 9-11 and what's happening now mm-hmm. with you know, between Israel and Palestine is like because it affects all of us. It's it, it yeah. affects all of us, no matter it doesn't it's the worst thing I've seen since like experienced in my lifetime. And yet so it feels like there's a this is a really dark, especially dark time. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of spiritualists who are saying we're in this really horrible time because people need to see that there's like from a soul evolution that we need to change Mm. We're it's like the shit's hitting the fan like that we're really at that crisis point and that from this new roots are going to grow now i like to believe that that we're being confronted with this because we're about to have this huge revolution of peace i don't know that i i mean i'd love to believe that um but i also think this kind of stuff has gone on forever and ever and ever since the dawn of time. Um, It does feel particularly bad because it's the worst I've experienced. And I know that it's affecting a lot of my friends personally, whereas a lot of wars are like, that's so sad and how terrible and I hate that that's happening and I'll send money. But when it's happening and affecting people that are your best friends who are afraid to, you know, go through the world because of what's happening and they're afraid for their safety, it becomes... More. So my point is, with all the scary stuff that's happening, there is such a need for that kind of comfort to remind us that it doesn't mean that we don't care Right. and we just turn a blind eye because it doesn't matter anyway because nothing's real and we live in a matrix. And yet nothing's real and we live in a matrix and it's all a simulation. <laughs> so um it kind of reminds me all the time that try not to get sucked into the darkness because... Mm. It's important to care, but not to your own detriment and your own mental health. And you can't be of service to anyone if you're not mentally well. And so in those circumstances where there's literally nothing you can do about it right now other than pray, pray. I mean, that's people think that might sound trite, but it does actually create a frequency of love. That mm-hmm. seems so trite in light of the horrors that are happening to people, but I think that more and more people are looking for that comfort because we're in a world where we're all in, pro- or at least in our country, we're all in Prozac because we're not meant to be. There's this barrage of technology, stimulation, information. All this stuff has been happening all along, but we didn't know about it because we didn't have social media and the news and Every time you pick up Instagram, it's like, oh, somebody, another horrible story. And so I think in this day and age where we really need to get back to our center, spirituality is sort of coming back to the forefront. um, And people are looking for ways to cope and ways of making sense of the horrors in the world as well. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I definitely
0: see that too. And again, you put it really well about sort of, you know, just kind of caring, but not to your own detriment. That's such a great yeah. reminder for people, for me, for
1: everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, because so, for okay. a, like a couple of weeks there, I was getting really, up. I mean, obviously, like I want to mm. know what's happening, but I'm yeah. actually feeling traumatized by this to the right. point of like, <laughs> this is so traumatizing. And yes, I need to see it so that I know it's real, but mm. I don't need to see what can I do with that information? Yeah. Like, I'm glad that I care, but what can I do? I can't lie out there and do anything about it. So right. I'm just trying to remember that it might, I sound, I feel kind of useless mm.
0: just mm-hmm. saying, well,
1: I'll just sit here and pray and meditate for peace. But it is actually important yes. to do that and to show love to the people around you. And mm-hmm. also, what can you do locally? Right. So even if it's showing solidarity in some way, showing your friends that you care, um, I normally don't post political stuff because I do not want to get, I'm not here to argue with anybody or take right. sides. But some of my friends were like, no one speaks up for us. And I was mm. like, these are my best friends. And they're like, no one's saying anything. And so I posted a few things which were extremely neutral. And like all they were was just more about like loving one another than anything. But yeah. even then there was there were people getting upset. Right. But I was like, I am going to make an effort to say something to support my friends because everyone's too afraid to say anything mm-hmm. and cause they don't want that. But little things, even if you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. If you want to protect your own serenity, it's like even just locally like feeding somebody that's homeless or going the extra mile to make someone feel loved or buying someone a coffee behind you or just showing some kind of a kindness. It doesn't have to be a big volunteer organization. It can be the smallest little kindness that, you know, there's a guy that's homeless that lives up on my street and just kind of like I stopped and talked to him the other day and was like, hey, what do you like to eat? Because I've got stuff in the fridge. <laughs> and I said, is there anything that like you won't eat or you will eat? And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't like spicy food. You oh. know what I'm just like? I'm not. It's like, look, I've got the guy sits out there every day waving to people. He's so friendly and he's really mm-hmm. nice and clearly very health, like mentally healthy. He's a vet. So it's like, hey, if I can just like give him some lasagna or something it doesn't change the world, but it's like putting that energy into the world of connection mm-hmm. is like, that's something little you can do. Yeah.
0: And I know, um, cause you've interviewed quite a few of, uh, people who've had near death experiences and over and over again, they talk about, it's those little things that, that keep coming up right in the,
1: <laughs> the yes. life review, Yeah. the big
0: things, you know?
1: It's so true. That's so Mm -hmm. true. And it's not. And obviously, we don't do it for points. We don't do it. (laughs) It's it's we do it for love because we are my whole thing is we are one. Mm -hmm. So I don't care what if you are an animal, a plant, a person with dark skin or light skin or you're this religion or that religion or you live in this country or that country. It does not matter. We even the people who do horrible things, their souls maybe not their bodies and their brains, may have forgotten who they are. We are all literally one energy that are, it's like a string of, we all have this like nucleus that's the same thing. And then we're all strings of the same nucleus. We're just having different experiences. And Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, it sounds maybe simplistic because it's like, well, I'm not one with that guy or I'm, well, we are though. I mean, you might not want to associate with them and yeah. Nobody likes to think that they're one with some kind of a murderer or something but the yeah. bottom line is like our essence our soul our light and so our vibration does affect that murderer whether we it's a ripple effect you're not going to probably see it in this lifetime but on the other side it will make sense that that we are we are being love and raising the collective vibration to just, yeah, to to create more love and to, to deflect negative entities and negative energies and really attract the light. So it may seem futile, but it isn't. It actually we will understand when we get there. And like you said, that's what a lot of my near-death experience experiencers have relayed, is that you don't have to save the world. Mm-hmm. You just have to love the people around you the best you can and be kind to the people. And it does not mean cross boundaries that are unhealthy for you. You don't have to be, you can love with an open palm. You don't have to be closely engaged with a person, but you can say, look, I have compassion because that person is on this other journey and I am going to avoid being around that energy, but I can still pray that they find peace or learning or growth. And I just pray for their soul to, to find that peace in their heart and that Mm -hmm. love and maybe they won't in this in this lifetime but i acknowledge that you are me and i am you so if i judge you i'm i can't judge you because we're all just doing our best with what we're with the tools that we have even people who do really really bad stuff they're Mm -hmm. literally just doing their best with what they within their capacity it doesn't mean like you you Excuse their behavior, but you can try to just be like, look, we're all messed up in some way. We're all affected by this world in different ways. And Mm -hmm. some people are like, do really bad things, but I can still sort of try my best to love the soul that they are, even if I can't love the person that they are. Yeah.
0: That's great. Yeah. Sometimes in meditation or about my day, I'll be like, Kind of like you don't understand how hard it is down here, man. You know? I know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's They're all like, nice. yes, like. Yes, we do. Yes, we do.
1: Yeah, I know. But like, when but, you're in yeah. it, you like, oh. when you're in it, it's like, why? There's so much <laughs> yeah. bad stuff. There's so much yeah. great, beautiful stuff oh, too. For sure. Yeah. But it, you just like, you know, you see the things that people go through, and you're like, this mm. is te- this is terrible. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, why are people having to go through this stuff? And yeah. the answer is because I've heard it said that we come mm-hmm. here by choice, all of us. Right. Because we know it's the hardest place to incarnate into. Um, That it is the most difficult, challenging, painful, and our souls know that. But our souls on the other side are like, we're just going to go down there for a minute and come right back. It's because t- they don't in that moment have the sense of how Low vibration it is here. Mm -hmm. And so while we're here, we're like, are you kidding me? Why would I choose this? The soul's like, because when you're back there, you'll see that it was just like that. It went really, like it feels long to you, but it's because here everything's slower. We choose this because we know it's the hardest place and we're going to have the most growth. I used to think when I was younger that that was just BS. I was like, that's just what people have to tell themselves so that they. Mm -hmm. I always thought religion is the opiate opiate of the people. Right. And that's why people are religious. I'm not religious either. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, well, we have to create religion to make ourselves feel better because otherwise this world sucks. And how do you justify all the horrible things that have happened? So, I when I was an atheist was like, yeah, it's just a way to like soothe yourself so you don't have to face how really awful it is. Mm -hmm. And I still think it is the opiate. But it's it's my opiate too, only now I know it's actually real or I believe yeah. it is. I can't say that I'm no more than anyone else. I just personally believe I have seen enough evidence to know that there is an afterlife. We are. Consciousness does not die. Energy remains. Love is all that matters. Connection is all that matters. And so even if I'm wrong, I'd rather live like this. And be wrong. Mm-hmm. And then die and not know anything, and then just have it all fade to black and like there's no consciousness. But I know that's not what's going to happen. I've seen it. I mean, I've seen too much evidence of it myself. I partly became a medium to prove to myself that it was real. Right. And now I've had enough experience where I'm like, there is no possible way that I could be getting this information if there if there wasn't something else happening.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I would say sort of. You know, we talked about sort of the. uh I don't want to say negative, but like the, mm-hmm. the hardness of being here. But I will relay that, you know, I hung out with a friend of mine for uh, many hours yesterday, walking her pet rabbit around <laughs> like oh, a, yeah, one dream. of Seattle's parks. And it was great. But what I noticed, what like, we were having a conversation about the sunset that happened here in Seattle on Friday. And we were both talking about be- how beautiful it was. One of the people we were passing was also talking about how beautiful the sunset that we had on Friday was. I had recalled like seeing on Instagram how, you know, people sharing their pictures of how beautiful the sunset in Seattle was. And I was like, you know, I don't know if it was, I've never noticed people (laughs) caring about the sunset or whatever, but for whatever reason that day, it was like, oh, wow. They're like, everybody noticed the sunset. And that is, that's pretty cool. (laughs)
1: It is. It's uniting. I live in Arizona in the mountains where oh, the yeah. sunsets are. It's not just like once in a while. It's every single every night. day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best sunset you ever yeah. saw in your life. And so I do. I love it because I've been driving for Amazon flex and I come home. My shift ends right as it's sunset. And I put on my high vibe music mm. and I just watch the sun. And I, and I just talk to, I talk to my spirit guides and I'm like, I just talk to them about all the things that I want to see in the world and like how I want things to go. And I'll say, hey, spirit guides, angels, God, Jesus, ascended masters, all the, all the loved ones. Just now's our time to commune on my hour drive home. It's like I just want to look at the sky, listen to instrumental music and listen to spirit talk. Mm. And I'm like, look at this world. Look how beautiful it is. Yeah. Like, look at how beautiful it is. It's just sucks that there are people who have to mess it up. <laughs> yeah. but I'm like, man, if you could just get it together, like, look at what we're, how are we fighting? Look around you. What a miracle this all is. Mm-hmm. And you're fighting about religion or like, it's just, it doesn't make any, it's like, no, this could all be great. I used to live in Virginia. And when I lived there, we'd go to the battlefields. And I always thought that, like, look how Gorgeous! This country is, and you guys all wasted your time, (laughs) like firing cannons at each other when you could have just been having a picnic on the lawn. Like Mm -hmm. instead of trying to steal everything from everybody, and like, why didn't you just come here and be like, hey, can we can we hang out? Can we come here too and like be friends? I don't. Everybody had to get all upset and steal everybody's steal people's stuff and conquer and divide. And I was like, if you just looked around, you would have noticed that you guys are in the most beautiful land, right? And maybe you could have just had a party instead. Yeah. What a waste. What is it's a waste crazy? of time and energy. Like, look at this beautiful field hmm.
0: you're fighting
1: in it for. <laughs> but I guess then we'd have nothing to learn. That's true. Too easy. That's a good point. Yeah. But I
0: guess in the, in our, what we've been talking about is like nature is such a patient teacher, you know, like, yeah. like how beautiful I am. Just going to be beautiful. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you'll see that and chill
1: out. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but it's too much to hope for i think but yeah we get it
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that's all we can do yeah um so we are sorry wrapping up i do you know but i i love like your podcast is so great um thank you um if i haven't already i mentioned it at the top but you have I like did. just a great voice as well oh,
1: thank you and you're
0: a voice artist and i'm like no wonder because you're, <laughs> you're that's
1: so, so kind good. thank you uh
0: um, but I guess one of my questions just to kind of, so people yeah. get a nice flavor for magic is real. Like, what is something that you've learned from hosting, um, the show for, I think, is it two or three years now?
1: Yeah, I think yeah. it's, yeah, it's going on. Th- it is going on three, I think. <laughs> um, thank you for, yeah. Thank you for your support and listening. Yeah. It so, it means so much. There's, as people say, there are so many podcasts out there and I know it's overwhelming and I'm always like. It's okay if you don't have time to listen. Just could oh, sure. you just like subscribe? Um, <laughs> yeah. But what I've learned is more just, I, I should say, what has been validated because it's stuff that I feel like I already knew. But the main reason we're here is love. And it's so, it's that simple mm, mm. that we are here to learn to navigate through this world with love and we're not going to be perfect and that's okay. There is no heaven or hell. There is only, this is, again, I say that as a fact. That's what I believe. And that's what I've come to understand that all of us are these beings of light that are put into these different bodies to have different experiences. Some of us are meant to be Mother Teresa. Some of us are meant to um, be Jack the Ripper, whatever it is, but there's a reason for it. And it's, we choose these challenges for a reason, but strangely, it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but a lot, but it's all for our soul's evolution. And at the end of the day, every single person has told me that when they've crossed over, pretty much, I think, I want to say every single person, (laughs) that they were taught that it's about love. That's Mm -hmm. it. It's about love. It's about loving people. And even when you're not perfect, which no one is going to be, so don't try. There's no point. Do your best to be a good person and be kind and to love yourself. Do everything you can to lift other people up, but take care of yourself first. Put your own oxygen mask on first, whether that's through therapy, yoga, meditation, whatever healing modalities. Because at the end of the day, we're meant to not be perfect because that's how we learn to be better so when you have your life review don't worry about it even if you've done some pretty horrible things or regrettable things Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when you see your life review it's not a punishment it's not you're gonna watch this and i'm gonna make you watch this until you bleed your eyes bleed it's gonna be let's review and there's going to be a loving presence there that some may call god Mm. whatever it is there's this greater being there that will walk you through it and say, okay, let's watch this. And you're going to be put in the shoes of everyone that you interacted with. So if you hurt them, you're going to feel exactly what they felt. But it's not to punish you. It's just to say, okay, and now we know, right? Like that that's how that felt. And um, going forward, we might, we're not going to do that again. But then they're going to say, but look at the things that you did right. Look at, it'll be things you forgot about. Mm-hmm. Remember when that baby bird fell out of its nest and you nursed it back to health? Remember when this woman on the street was crying and you said, hey, are you okay? There's little tiny things in the day you'll be shown that made that woman feel loved for the, or seen for the first time in so many years and she went on to pass it on to someone else. So mm-hmm. when you're life, having your life review, it's not a judgment. It's just an, an experience and a review and you are loved through the whole thing. It's okay. Okay. What have we learned? There's no good or bad on the other side. There's no value of good or bad. It's Mm -hmm. just things that happen, which sounds really hard, but it's, we'll understand when we get there, that it's not a judgment of this was bad. This was good. These are things that happen. What did you learn? And at the end of the day, you are loved. You are all loved unconditionally. And that can be hard to remember. It can be hard to feel. Yeah, But Part of our mission here is also to remember how to love ourselves. Not like I said, like, I love my, I mean, yeah, I love my body and my face and my life. It's not that. It's like really loving yourself no matter, unconditionally, because you know that you are light. You are actually just this ball of light the things you've done that were regrettable, you didn't know better at the time, now you do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and self-forgiveness and self-love. And then you can have enough love for it to spill over. If you've got enough love in your own cup, then that love can spill over and spread to other people. So at the end of the day, it's love one another, be kind, be of service, as long as you're taking care of yourself first. Don't do it at the expense of your own well-being. Don't do it. Don't fall all over yourself to to please other people or to do things mm. for others. Don't do it to get points. You do it because you have so much love within your heart that you have enough left over to spare. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so good.
0: I like the image of like having you just do it because the love is just, yeah. it's too much to hold in your body. You know, yeah. it's too big for this now. You gotta like spread it out.
1: Yeah. Oh, and that's it. Yeah.
0: Right, that's good. Um, And I know you have started another podcast. I'm amazed. Yes. Thank one you. One podcast for me is enough. Right
1: this I'm moment. learning that. I'm learning that. <laughs> and now I'm like, what did I get myself into? But I really wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. Uh, from before I did this one, my first mm. idea was I wanted because I had lost my voice. Okay. I was depressed. And I was like, "I want to do a podcast about people overcoming obstacles, but I think I wasn't quite there yet and I was mm. um and and then I realized that this was more important to me at the time uh this topic, but now that I've explored this topic pretty thoroughly, I'm ready to hear people's stories of overcoming adversity so mm. um and and that doesn't mean like I'm now perfect and everything's grand. it's listen yeah. i it's it's stories like I lost both my parents, then my dog died, then I got cancer, then I did the, and just when you think, like, I, I how am I going to do this? Ultimately, you find your way through it, and you've recovered in enough to be able to say, hey, I'm okay, I'm actually having joy again, I've healed in certain ways, I've learned this or that, and here are the insights that I've gleaned. I mm. have hard days sometimes, I'm not always happy, but I survived it, and I'm thriving, is, kind of, is the idea of it. Like, I'm thriving despite circumstances. Yeah. And I I started the podcast to inspire other people because I know I needed that when I was in... I was like, well, now you have no career and now it's a pandemic. <laughs> and now you're, you and your boyfriend are like not getting along. And, uh. you know, everything's <laughs> sort of... It was a tower moment, mm-hmm. as they say in the tarot card. It was yeah. this like everything's falling apart. And I don't even... I'm like, I'm too tired. And I was thinking, I'm, I don't want to... I don't want to, I don't want to figure out my next start all over again. So I'd rather just go. I wasn't going to do anything. I don't mean it that way. I just mean like, I would just like to fall asleep and just wake me up when something is different. I I don't have (laughs) any energy for this. I don't want to reinvent myself. I don't have any money. I don't know where I'm even going to, how I'm going to reinvent myself. So I give up. I'm done. Just leave me alone and put the blankets over my head. Well, Again, like I said, it's not like mine was the worst thing that could have happened to someone, but for me it mm-hmm. felt that way. And now I'm happier than I've ever been. So I know I get it now. I know why it happened. I understand perfectly why it happened. Mm-hmm. And um some things you might not ever understand why they happened, but you're still able to make something positive, whether it's like there are people that you know unfortunately like for example lost a child which is the worst thing you can possibly imagine but now they're helping other people who've right. lost children now they've started a nonprofit for grief support now they're actually able to take their grief and pour it into something you know maybe they lost a loved one um but they're they're now they're now in a position to be able to be of service to other people in that same position so that's kind of the kind of stories i want to hear so if mm-hmm. anyone had want, wants to reach out I know you'll have my. Um, I think mm-hmm. I gave you my email address. It's just yes. Magic Is Real Shannon. You can email me at Gmail. Magic Is Real Shannon at Gmail. I don't have a formal application. Just tell me your story and um, what you want to share if you'd mm-hmm. like to be on that podcast. And now it's just a moment uh, matter of thank you for mentioning it, getting people knowing it's there. So I really appreciate. Yeah. You know, right now we're at twenty five subscribers, but like we're gonna. Just... <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you know, it keeps going. <laughs> it, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, this again. You're right. I forgot yeah. that it's like, oh, I have to start all over. But it's something yeah. that means a lot to me, and I'm yeah. I'm excited to. I loved the way you described it too. It's like I want to um, like talk to extraordinary people, inspiring mm-hmm. people. Not just a lot of crap happened to me. Right. Wah, wah. It's like yeah, yeah. a lot of crap happened, but what? How am I using it for good now? Yeah. Yeah. And like starting a new chapter, I think that's such a beautiful thing that can inspire a lot of people when they're in their darkest days. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's such a great, I I
0: love the title,
1: Still Standing, because every
0: time it's like Elton John, right? (laughs) Yes. And you
1: know, I'm sure there, I think there are probably a lot of other podcasts with the same name, but, but I kept asking, I was like, everything I came up with was so, it didn't, it was like, I was like, from tower to star. No, that's too esoteric. Like, because mm. I was thinking the tower card to the star. Right. But I'm like, no one's going to understand what that means. And it's yeah. kind of weird. But then I just, uh, I and I had thought of still standing. And then that same day, I was like, Spirit Guides, just show me what the name of it is. And a friend of mine posted, her mom had just passed and her two elderly best friends had just passed. Mm. And she said, but I'm still standing. And I went, that's it. Um. Uh, you just <laughs> confirmed that I just like the name and I'm sorry if anybody, if it's Other people want to use it too, but it doesn't matter because that's, that just feels the most right. So thank you for mentioning it. I really appreciate that. Yeah. 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 And I'll give you, I'll put links. I'll give you links to them too. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, it's
0: going to be in the show notes. Don't worry about it. Thank you so much. I I do the notes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, So are there, is there anything else that you want to share about any projects or
1: things or? That's, I mean, I think you really covered it well. I just, I thank you so much for inviting me. Thank mm-hmm. you for mentioning the podcasts. Yeah. And um, yeah, any questions anyone has, you can just email me. Even for mediumship readings, I have a, um, a website where you can book book sessions. But sometimes if you just reach out, we can find it between you and me. We'll be like, when are you free? Right. Just, we can do it that <laughs> way too. It's just sometimes it's easier to just for me to look because scheduling software can sometimes be wonky mm. and doesn't quite understand that I can't give three readings in a day. Oh, well, right. Like, like energy, <laughs> like technically the calendar's Free, but I actually can't do that. I need to right. do one a day, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So there are things like that where it's like my software doesn't quite Get work it. with, yeah, work with Mediumship, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah. So that's it. But thank you so much for having me. It just means the world, and I'm excited to have you on Magic is Real tomorrow. Me
0: too. I'm very much looking forward to it.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, so thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you, um,
0: Marilee. It's been wonderful. A big grateful thank you to the awesome Shannon Torrance. For more information, do check out the show notes and definitely check out The Magic is Real and Still Standing podcasts. Please remember to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform to help get the message out there. Thank you for listening and for being a part of The Casual Temple.